content warning for real life drug mention. Please check the description for details and timestamps. Previously on Ghosts on a Train. Should I have him bow or something or? Oh, that's quite all right, miss. Uh, you're very laid back, Lord Strangford. I must thank you so kindly, Conductress. But I can find my way to the parlor car from here. He plants a kiss on her hand. Has anyone seen Jiminy? This is usually when I when I feed him. I think Andrew's gonna wander. Let's say towards the back of the train first. Drix tells Pip, uh, can you tell Andrew that he's up in the parlor car? I'm gonna go get him. Sitting in one of the big chairs is Lord Strangford, and sitting in Lord Strangford's lap, peacefully being petted and fed tasty little bits of, of meat. It's Jiminy. There's like a big dog yawn. Glide bulls, please suit up as we uh, we back up and recover. It appears the uh, freight box car, Blythe and Belly and Caboose have uh, decoupled. Aren't the ghosts usually not on the train? Why are we... Across the cracked plains of Severus, an Imperial locomotive kicks up foul dust from the Deathlands. The pride of Duskwall chugs backwards to recouple its last three cars, with a small spark confirming the connection is stable. The train's electrofield, both barrier and base to the Deathlands starved specters, crackles as it once again envelops the previously detached cars. Adric, badge name Colburn, stands watch atop the office car and is first to notice how the electrofield nourishes a group of faint spirits clinging to the freight box car. With bodies barely visible, their life force must have faded to near depletion if they were enticed by a mere handful of lives inside an unelectrified metal can. Before he can come to the rescue of his fellow bulls below, Drix must neutralize these pitiful ghosts that lurk above. on a train this is a podcast where we play ghost lines an rpg by john harper i'm your conductor greg uh and i'm still running the game baby pew 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 pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm hannah i play angel anderson the sweetest little girl in the whole whole wide world i'm guy i play pip the uh Scrungliest man in the whole yes. wide world of ghost on trains. He is exceptionally scrungly. If Greg is still running the game, it that means that my assassins haven't gotten to him yet. So they tried. <laughs> Look out, listeners! I don't know where I was going with this. I make bits. I feel like if you were going to, you know, kill Greg and make it an ARG, you might want to, you know, utilize the Twitter. So what you're saying is you want to get in on this, Stefan, who is about to introduce himself. <laughs> 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 I'm uh, Stefan, uh, I play Drix, and I have murdered someone in an ARG context before. I see. <laughs> well then. Wait, what? Wait, I feel like you shouldn't say this on a podcast. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Uh, I, 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 I'm bullshitting. I'm bullshitting, obviously. I've never oh, committed yeah, murder. yeah, that's what they all say. I've never committed murder. and, and I don't believe that. <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> You're getting a lot of questions answered by my I've never committed murder. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Lewis, anyway. I've never committed murder. Put it on a throw pillow. 
Oh, gosh. Our line bowls kind of separated in, in more ways than they ever have been, but also in less of a distance than one would expect. Uh, currently on route through the nonstop journey from Caulfield through Thorn, eventually to Severn. The line bulls have to deal with a brief decoupling. Brief. The railman's final checks were disrupted. Who would have thought they were a little shaken up on account of that whole walker thing? Andrew and Pip happened to be in the back half of the train behind the freight box car while Drix was in the crew car at the time of decoupling. He uh, got Jiminy, who had been uh, sleepily eating some treats given to him by the VIP passenger, the Minister of Preservation himself, Lord, Lord Strangford. Uh, <laughs> Previously on for this is going to be deranged. Oh, it's going to be. And uh, now, as the recoupling began, Jiminy is in the office car with the equipment for Andrel and Pip. Pip, Andrel, and Jean-Claude the Railman are in the freight box car, and at the moment... <laughs> Jean-Claude is being horked up by a horrid, drippy ghost off the ceiling. Andrew and Pip making do with a couple of nearby tools for train repair rather than ghost hunting. Meanwhile, up top, Drix was uh, guarding at the time of recoupling. Several more of these very weak, drippy Deathland spirits surround Drix as well. And actually, I'm going to quickly roll a d6 for these several ghosts uh, to see um, how many of them there are. So what I've been doing is I roll a d6 and then I add the the level of everybody. So they're rolling like two d6. They're level two now. Oh, no, uh, where'd the other one go? In my other hands. Oh, <laughs> I just got like tricked like a dog. <laughs> Greg, do have two hands. Four. There's four drippy ghosts by tricks. That feeling you wish you had an electro cage right now. You guys are are split. The train's just recoupled. Power is turning on in the freight box car, but the spirit is right here, horking up Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude's like, oh, you can hear him screaming, he's fine, but his legs are just kicking out from underneath this spirit that looks like a fucking, what's his name, Samara from the ring. Like, it just looks like a human being but with greasy hair, like gnarly fingernails, and uh, an unhinged jaw that is, uh, <laughs> that has horked up a man. So how about uh, Pip or Andrel, whoever wants to act first, you roll your against the supernatural for below. And as above, uh, Drix, you roll an against the supernatural for yourself. Can do. I'm going to request to take this. Okay. Okay. Because I get a natural bonus because of cruel, which is nice. <laughs> uh, well, hold on, hold on. What does cruel do? Uh, Plus one if harm nine plus. That is all it says. I don't know if I would trust it on against the supernatural, though, because it's kind of against the supernatural rules. They're kind of kept separate from everything else. I don't know. It's just a general plus one. Did you just say plus one? Okay, in that case, uh, we've decided it's a general plus one. Also, your harm is nine plus right I'm now. Sitting at 10, we haven't yes. fought any ghosts. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to heal. <laughs> Did you not buy any? Don't you have favor? Pip specifically got a crimson remedy. Uh, Crim Crimson Elixir, uh, one to get to nine plus, right. and then had another one, but used it to save Walker. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And then you did... utilized the plus one to save Walker. We did yes. also, I think, take harm from Deathlands. Uh, you did also know, take yes. harm from Deathlands. Because I have some harm. Yes, yes. Still, Jesus, bud. Yeah, I, I needed a break. I did not get that break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be rough. It's all good. It's gonna, all right. We're going to get some scars today. You have completed your apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. So that's a plus one. Yay. You have completed your journeymanship. Yay. That's another plus one. You do not have the support of another gang. 
Oh, here's here's a funny thing. So neither of you have an anchor or a bull in every other roll. So take minus twos. So effectively, erase those first two. Cool. Very good. Do all the other bulls swear you follow your orders? Work this line area before you have Andrew. Are you going to listen to Pip? Yeah, sure. So in that case, uh, <laughs> so I just have a flat plus one. Cool. You got a flat plus one. Drix has a flat roll. All right. Is it two d six or one d six? I can. It is two d six. Okay. I got a six. You got a six. I also got a six. You do get to make the opening move, but you don't get to do any of the cool things. Okay. <laughs> if one of you guys had seized the initiative, I would have been like, let's start there. But you know what? Let's start with the rumble in the cage, so to speak, here in the freight boxcar. So you got the thin light from the electroplasm, but the uh, lights inside the car are starting to flicker on now. You have one small lightning hook meant for fastening things, welding things. As well as the other tool, it's looking almost like a drill or something. Really, it's like an electromagnet that disrupts electrofields, so that way things can be safely worked on without being uh, electrocuted. In this case, uh, one functions as a very weak lightning hook, and the other functions as a very weak web thrower. So, what's your first move, Pippin McKeel? Okay. The spirits up there are like, ah, ripping electroplasm all over, like on you guys, I think, actually. <laughs> And John Claude's like, ah, 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 kicking his legs out. Well, I don't have my grabbing gloves. You do not. Because that's tied with the, the anchor suit. I can try and deal with John Claude if you want to do other things. Problem is, I, there's not much else that I have. Well, I mean, no, there's very little that either yeah. of us have. That's the point. Could you use favor? You can't grab the ghost, but you can grab John Claude. His legs are kicking That was the thing. I was going to. I think there's, like, a standard set of, like, equipment that we all kind of, like, have. It's, like, part of our uniform. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the things that makes the most sense for us to just, like, have kind of always is the the clamps and cable. Hmm, the clamps and cable. I could see that as being part of, like, the undersuit. I imagine when you guys suit up, that's, like, grabbing equipment and putting on, like, the heavy electrical parts and the metallic bits. But I do imagine it's not like you're walking around on the train just in, like, ooh, in my old coat and nothing else. So, yeah, I will give you the clamps and cable. Cool. With that, I would like to try and get the cable around Jean-Claude's legs so that we've got, like, a point of leverage to pull him down. Because then... We got multiple people that can, you know, pull. Gotcha, gotcha. He is kicking an awful lot. So what are you going to employ to get around his legs? <laughs> I'm going to do the thing that I am best at, and that is steal. I'm going to try and just like, if he kicks me, he kicks me. If he kicks me in the head, he kicks me in the head. Yeah. What's the one that you don't want to do? I got to do suffer more trauma or harm. All right. Because I am already in a way, but I do have a plus three to this, which is very nice. Okay, that is a whopping six total. So I do the oh, one. Oh no! That I you never do that. <laughs> uh, oh no! Yeah, he kicks me in the head. Yeah, go ahead and take one harm from punches, uh, or in this case, kicks. Ow. <laughs> no, that was a miss. I'm sorry. You're not able yeah. to get it around him. He just kicks you in the head. <laughs> Andrew. All right. The spirit is like. <sighs> You see the, the legs of Jean-Claude start to hoist a little bit higher. Okay, can I try and, like, poke it with the electro field canceller? Just just so that it, like, and lets him, lets him go? Ooh, you want to make it sick. Give it a rumblies and it's, and it's ghostly tumblies. Yeah, exactly. And it's ghosty, wussy tumblies. Yeah, so what's, is that a finesse? I think, uh, I think it is. Go for it. Ghosty, wussy tumblies. 
Um, that's a seven. What's the one that you'd like to do? Quickly. So you hit it and it... Like its eyes go wide and it starts to shake and split haze out. Like as you're waving this thing around, you know, spirits are composed of a not insignificant amount of electroplasm. So it's being it's being disrupted. And it hawks Jean-Claude up at that very same time. It also hawks up a bunch of electroplasm like vomit. Uh, and actually, Andrew will take one harm from indirect electricity okay. as it's a significant amount that it's like, ow, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst day! <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, okay, even all here with that one. <laughs> this sucks! Tim <laughs> has just like a black eye now. Yeah, Jean-Claude is like, oh, oh, I saw that I was dead. Shut up, Jean-Claude. I was inside of it. I'm also having a bad day. (laughs) He's like wiping, wiping his eyes down. The spirit for its part is on the ceiling. The lights are turning on and it's starting to look around with desperation in its eyes animalistically. Meanwhile, up top, Drix. Can I borrow one favor, anyone who has it? Like right like now? now? Right what now. Right now, flashback. Let's go. You're going to kill me for this, but sure. Now I cannot get, I cannot get any more Crimson Elixirs retroactively. I mean, you can spend stash, I guess. I I'm, I'm... I wish I could spend chits. I have more chits than God. <laughs> Just spend stash. <laughs> No, I'm good. <laughs> Are you good? Come on! <laughs> I just spent so much stash! I'm down to like 23! <laughs> okay. I, well, right, I, meant, right, I right. meant guys should spend stash. That's, that's what I thought was... <laughs> because I know that Pip is richer than God. No, wait, no. no Pip is not richer than God because they called a hit on a nine-year-old. So We'll get back to that later, I that's promise. That's your own fault! <laughs> I will say, I will say in this case, then, if nobody has a favor ready to give, I, the, I'll, I'll give him a. I, I don't think I don't. I'm not going to let you convert stash to favor, like in this moment, for when we're already doing a flash. Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> I have one favor that I can give to Drake's or or Pip. <laughs> I am seeing exactly one. <laughs> All right, save it, save it, save it, save it. No, shut up, Stephen. <laughs> Just take up and take take their favor. All right. If you, All right. Do you do you want to handle this or should I? Yeah, I'll do it because then I'll still have one left. Okay. I have plenty of scars that I can take, but well, also one one will get you another um, crimson elixir. Oh, it will. I said it was two elixir remedy. That's specialty gear, not custom gear. Yep. Specialty gear is one favor, which is why I need this. I'm getting a lightning cage. Oh. When I, when I overpaid for my other crimson liquors. Whatever. Game mechanics. <laughs> but yes, so you're spending your favor on a lightning cage. All right. Drix, yeah, you'll get to make the opening move, but you don't seize the initiative, so the, the spirits are also doing something. So as the electro field lights up, these spirits, these are so weak, you're only really seeing them now without the owl goggles in the light of the uh, electro fields, and they're slowly being nourished just a tiny bit, so they're, like, solid. Some of them are crawling, some of them are just, like, bent, doubled over, like they're in pain. They look like just people. They're, like, they're people, but drippy. One of them looks like he's going to be sick. Another, yeah, looks, like, ready to pounce on you. One, what's your opening move that will somehow involve this lightning cage? And two, for anybody, really, whose name do these several spirits call? 
I didn't ask any question for the first one because I knew that it was a harbinger to the several ghosts. But whose name do they call? I mean, it's also like his mouth was full, so you know. His mouth was full. <laughs> hmm. Something deeply stupid. George. George. Oh, I was gonna. <laughs> George. I don't know who. George can y'all give me? A, can y'all give me a George? <laughs> Thank you. I was kind of hoping you. it would call out for one of the, the passengers. Next time. <laughs> no, it's just some guy named George. Listen, they're not all, they're not all that deep. Every single one of them. Yeah, it's not always someone important. Who says our passengers are important? <laughs> Maybe George was in love with all of these ghosts at one time or another. I will tell you about George. <laughs> I will tell you about George later, I swear. What are you doing in your opening move? Uh, you see what they're about to do. <laughs> so, I see that they're about to, like, lunge for me. One's about to pounce on you, the other's about to be sick, and there's two more that just look like, ooh, ha <laughs> We're the fucked up guys. I'm gonna dust off a bottle of lightning oil, stab it into my thigh, pump it into the exoskeleton, mm. and I'm going to start laying down spokes of this lightning cage. I'm going to essentially try and surround all of them in the lightning cage and immobilize them. All right. Well, shit. Roll finesse. Mm-hmm. That's a nine. That's a nine. Pick one. Choose wisely. (laughs) Impressively, stylishly, or to greater effect, I want to catch them all. Yeah! (laughs) Gotta catch them all. all. If I immobilize them here, I can come help you with nothing to worry about. (laughs) In that case, I do. Uh, I have some good news and some bad news. Uh oh. You put down the spokes of the. uh Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I forgot to add for the lightning oil. Plus one or plus two? Remind me. Well, it's plus one, yeah. Oh, bet! Then it's a ten. Okay, okay. Then pick what? Pick your second. Uh, then I'll just have some... I'll have some better news. <laughs> uh, avoid trouble, compromise, or cost. Mmm, very wise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you quickly place it down, avoiding some... <laughs> thrown up like electroplasm from the one that looked like it was about to be sick, the one that's pouncing on you. It does pounce at you with its, its mouth starts to like open up and unhinge, but you shove it away with slamming down onto the lightning cage spokes. But uh, as you set the final one and ignite it, the two that weren't doing anything, you see their pinkies are like entwined. Uh-oh. Barely holding hands. You notice that one is smaller than the other and they stare directly at you and a vision in your head. A group of people, living people, traveling out into the Deathlands in Severos, looking at some kind of map, something marked out on the map. Probably the closest people have ever gotten to finding an arcane fortress before. And you watch flashes as numbers slowly thin from starvation as these people are unable to find these fortresses because they can't get past the magical barriers. And as the last one dies, you see the map on the back. It lists the cartographer, George, 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 George. 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 Please take two trauma from mild supernatural weirdness. But reduce to one trauma from your trauma armor. Thank you, trauma armor. (laughs) I love my magic Xanax. Magic Xanax is great. So as as that happens, the eye, it's it's shaped like one of Sogmoroth's eyes. It does glow in response to what you've seen. And it doesn't hit you as hard as you would expect. But you you can acknowledge the tragedy. (sighs) That's so sad. 
I guess probably Magic Lexapro. It dulls, dulls it rather than the acuteness. Of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're do- hey, listen. <laughs> I need to figure out what I'm going to be calling this for the that's rest true, of the That's true. That's true. That's important. important. I like it. On the one hand, maybe a little bit of guilt. Uh, the magic means that it's harder for normal people to escape from the Imperium without first making contact to a fortress. But also, like, you're not the one who forced them to leave the Imperium. You didn't make the Imperium suck. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Drix, I assume you're heading down? Yeah, I'm gonna... Uh, As you're heading down, Drix will get down uh, after Pip and Andrew will go. But first, a spirit that's, like, looking around, it's going to lunge at Andrew. So Pip and Andrew can react to this. Drix will be able to make an action after whatever happens resolves. But yeah, at this moment, it is lunging at Andrew. It's jaw beginning to open up. Can I try and dodge? Sure, if that's what you want to do. I would like to do that, yes. Uh, that's a six. Okay, so it... You, uh, Unless someone wants to help me. I will happily help. Thank you. <laughs> Can somebody help? I'm going to use finesse for this and try and push Andrew out of the way. Sounds good. Well, you know what would be great for moving out of the way quickly? Gamelli's Wonder Wheel. Gamelli's Wonder Wheel. All right, that is a 10 total. Thank you. That is a help. And one, I give one for the assist, yeah. and you can give another. Do you do it quickly, without trouble, compromise, or cost, or to greater effects? I think to greater effects, in which in this case, like, gets Andrew out of harm's way, but, like, already in a position to take action. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, so, uh, Andrew, what's your pick for your finesse? Because now you've oh, got right. it. It's a seven. Avoid trouble, compromise, or cost, I think. Okay. Its mouth opens up. You try to move, tripping on some fucking overpacked luggage here in the freight boxcar, and Pip pushes you further. The spirit's mouth passes between you both. It's gross, drippy. Pip, take one trauma from Encounter a Ghost. Cool. And Andrel, could you take two trauma for Approach a Ghost, reduced to one? Okay. Thank you, Magic Lexapro. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and it just sort of like splats into this puddle of electroplasm that slowly is like reforming into limbs that are trying to stand up as Drix, you enter down in the top hatch and see the last of these drippy spirits in here. You recognize it actually as the you recognize it as the one that, that died last holding the map. Oh my god. I'm I'm very sorry for your loss. Lightning bolt! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, it's got three three harm threshold before it's effectively clear. This thing's so weak. So make a roll and uh, don't miss. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're going to go ahead and be liberal with this lightning oil and pump it, just in case. And we're going to level the heavy lightning hook and do this shit. That is, oh, that's an 11, plus the one from the lightning Ooh. oil, plus the two from force. That's a 14, baby! Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I think I'm just gonna let you. I think I'm just gonna let you silence this ghost. Yeah. Uh, how does it? How does it happen? Drix drops down from the hatch, his hat down in front of his eyes, without a word. Like spins his heavy lightning hook up like a pistol from its hilt, and then levels it and fires, <laughs> and it just is completely disintegrated. Yeah. So as three forming this puddle, it just. <laughs> It explodes in a goopy, like, Danny Phantom mess, uh, and you hear the sound of its spirit being silenced. Uh. Cavalry's here. 
Shut up, tricks! <laughs> oh, this is terrible. This sucks. Today sucks. Oh, this is. It, I agree with you there. Uh, oh, man, with Alejandro. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me wipe some. No, stop that. <laughs> you are covered in ooze. You're just making it worse. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, there's a squeak as uh, Jean Claude slips on a rat. <laughs> oh no! Oh, 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 oh where is? Oh my Drix, god! Uh, you've noticed that Jiminy hasn't like Jiminy's a smart dork. Jiminy could open a door if he wanted to. Jiminy, you you specifically left Jiminy in the next car to come in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we should check on Jiminy real quick. <laughs> He he runs to the door. You see, uh, <laughs> near the door, curled up into a, a comfy dorg ball, is Jiminy. Pippin and Andrel, you see uh, masks, lightning hooks, <laughs> and the web thrower. <laughs> Switch to Jiminy. Jiminy! Jiminy goes, yor, 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 yor. K- k- kicks, like, kicking its back legs. <laughs> Jiminy! <laughs> like he's having a puppy dream. <laughs> Did somebody uh. give him some dorg weed? Dork! Uh, did Lord Strangford drug my dorg? Certainly seems that way. He's not above it. Okay, well, I'm taking my mask and equipment. Jiminy, can I poke Jiminy? Yeah, as you poke Jiminy, Jiminy goes, Hi, and it, it gets up, like, sees you, and his ears go up, and he starts wagging his tail. Hi, buddy. I can't tell if I should be mad at you. I did send him along with your stuff. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Well, I if somebody, I mean, can I make an insight roll? Sure. I'd rather ask you questions than just try and guess. Oh, shit, boy. That's that's a 10. Oh, wait, that's an 11. Yo. It doesn't matter. Three questions. Yeah. Uh, and you can hold as many of them as you want in regards to uh, probably what you're wondering about, like, Lord Strangford does Jiminy. Yeah, I think let's do what's really going on here. Yeah, there's no reason that Jiminy should be this tired. It doesn't look like he's in danger, but he is. He is sleepy. When Drix found Jiminy, he was uh, being fed little bits of meat. Strangford drugged Jiminy. Oh my god, alright. I'm gonna sit on the rest. Because the, the next question in my mind is obviously why, but I don't feel like we have enough data for for a useful answer on that one. Stop shrugging. Okay, okay, buddy. Okay, little doggy. He gives you like a half-hearted little lick, and then you see he starts to doze off mid-lick. <laughs> He's worse than I am. I'm going to, this might be too stupid. I am first going to put all my equipment on. Want sure, to be sure, prepared. Sure. And then I'm going to send a note to Greta that says, Somebody gave Jiminy downer. Do you have Do you have any what what? Gosh. She read the word downers in the dictionary! Are we going to narcan your dorg? Yeah, we are. Do you have any food or other things that could wake him up? Ask Greta for speed, baby. Let's go. I was more thinking like a lot of sugar, but don't worry, I've got you. I've got you. Does <laughs> um, sugar affect animals in the same way as it does I people? I don't know. Uh, it's it's cool. We we got it. We got it. You send that along. Make me think about brain chemistry now. <laughs> <laughs>
There are studies that show sugar doesn't even affect people in a sugar rush way. Like, that's fake. As, as you send that along. Science. You see Candace come in through the passenger car way. She sees that you're all, like, wiping off some gross. She's like, situation's handled back there. Yeah, although uh, someone, uh, not going to mention any names, but somebody has given Jiminy drugs. So there might be more trouble afoot. Mm, that is not good. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, Jiminy's a good ghost hunting dork, so something's nasty afoot. The news about Walker did come out, sent to our train to inform Strangford. So I was just letting Strangford know again. I just shared the details that were shared in the report. Not anything about your guys' presence there or possible motives. All they're saying is just he was targeted because he's an official. It's good, I suppose. I also don't think that whatever's going on here is quite over yet. Yeah, we're, uh... We're not even too thorn yet. We're passing right through to Severin after that. You know, keep sharp. It's gonna be a long way... Mm-hmm. Pip coughs up a little bit of blood, just like <coughs> Alright, keep out of trouble, baby boy And she leaves to uh, the office car Baby boy? I don't know what that one was about Okay, you have to tell us if you two are dating We are not If we are, I was not informed <laughs> <laughs> I have been told that happens sometimes Dating where one party is not informed Really? Yeah, it's usually not great but doesn't feel great, <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there, and it is very hard to actually say. <laughs> to actually say that you uh, don't want to be in a relationship with that person. Uh, so you just kind of end up stuck there for like six months until they get bored or something. <laughs> Alright, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Greta sends a tube back and says, Oh, terribly sorry about that, Andrew, but yes, I, I think I got something for, for Jiminy. Uh, bring him on over, by the way. All right, I'm going to bring Jiminy to Greta. Maybe the rest of you should, I don't know, case the train, see if anything un- uncouth is happening. That would be a good ad to you. Let's see what we can find out. We here at Ghosts on a Train would like to take a moment to bring you a message from our friends at Karen One Presents, another podcast from the Faustian Nonsense Network. Hi, uh, my name is Boss Yedem, and I'm the creator of Karen One Percent, which is about a black woman who becomes a product manager for a secret federal agency. Uh, this story means so much to me personally as someone who's worked in both media and tech, because it's all about how you can become a better, more ethical person and create a better world than um, this. Uh, with your support for the project, I think we can tell this story and finish the production in an amazing way. So um, go ahead and check out our Seed and Spark campaign, and thanks for your time. Please visit seedandspark.com slash fund slash Karen dash one for more information. Uh, so yeah, where's everybody headed? Angel's headed to the dining car. Let's see. Who's on the train? Who's on the train? Uh, Lord Lord Strangford, Key and Peel, some guy who's counting money, who's a reference to something I didn't uh, get. 
uh, and Gideon and Harrow from the Locked Tomb books. I so don't remember <laughs> what reference I was making either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if it was a reference, but there's a man. Yes, there's a man counting coins with a half finished drawing pad. There are two women with skulls painted on and one with a sword. The other is just like a nun. A man with an oversized key and specifically a lot of thick skinned fruits. It's key and peels. <laughs> So I've got a question for Drix that Drix might not be able to answer because you ex- encountered most of the ghosts. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you shared that detail with us. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys what happened upstairs, just off screen. Do you know which car that was around? That was the freight box car. I'll illuminate this in case you're you're thinking it's some kind of big mystery because I don't want to like string you along. These are such weak ghosts that yeah, even if they wanted to, they couldn't have gotten even entangled in the electro fields. Probably in the time when it was abandoned, they climbed onto the depowered cars. They appeared because the energy from the electro field kind of revitalized them a little bit. Okay, so it's... Especially the one that you saw, like, these guys were so dim, another couple days without any life energy, and they would have just faded out on their own. As far as we can tell, there's nothing in the freight box car other than just, like, that one weird circumstance that could have drawn them there. If somebody were to smuggle a spirit onto here, you wouldn't smuggle something that weak. And Strix did get that, like, supernatural flash of their situation. Okay. Not really sure where to go. I think Pip's kind of nervous about, like, leaving any anyone sort of alone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Drix is trying to figure out a way to spy on Strangford without being obvious about it. I will say that Pip is not going to go anywhere near Strangford, if he can help it. I realize that. You can talk to Georgie in the parlor car. Drix can talk to Georgie about yeah. something. That's probably Anything, like, that's a reason to be in the parlor car. That is a reason to be in the parlor car. Candace is in the office car, which is right next to the freight box car, uh, alone, if you're worried, Pip. But also, if that's like, oh, I meant, like, us three, then yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mostly meant, like, us three. I think Drix is going to go talk to Georgie to, like... One, get strength for... Dr- Ooh. Oh, that's it. That's it. All right, all right. Drix is going to go talk to Georgie. I got this. All right. Where's Pip going? Pip is going to go wherever Andrew is going. On alert. Dining car. You're all heading in the same direction, because it's passenger car, dining car, and then parlor car. Uh, so as you pass the passenger car, peels are starting to peel some of these fruits and just sort of flinging them. A couple are getting close to uh, the smaller woman with the uh, skull, she is looking nonplussed, and you see the, the the larger woman is chuckling a little bit, but then there's like another kind of look when she's seeing, uh, looking at the kinds of fruits, the guy counting. At one point in time, some of the peels like get into the count, and he looks at it, looks at the notepad. It's like, maybe, maybe, it just might work. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Making a big old scene. Everybody's trying to ignore that guy. Understandable. Enter the dining car with Sleepy Jiminy. <laughs> I... <laughs> Is Andrew carrying Jiminy? Yeah. Andrew's carrying Jiminy. Retta, big old Scoplander chef. She's got short hair, big muscles, tattoo of the Lady of Thorns, cool sword piercings in her ears. And she says, oh, oh dear. Look at the poor little guy. You think he was, like, drugged? Or should he be sleepy? Yeah. All right. Well, thankfully... Thankfully, a dork has similar uh, taste buds to the rest of us. Oh, that's weird. You know, unlike a bird or something. Jiminy knows what capsaicin is. I don't know what capsaicin is. Uh, well, little do you know, you're probably very familiar being an Aruvian. It is uh, in spices. 
Oh. I have here a uh, particularly cursed pepper. <laughs> okay. They grow these outside of radiant energy farms, and it actually takes blood to accommodate for the lack of sun or radiant energy. That's that seems bad. Yeah. Normally, I would just shave it off for people, mm. but uh, this one's been here for a minute, and we haven't tried it out, so it'll go to waste if, um, well, if it's not used. So. All right. Good luck, Chimney. She uh, puts it down. You can you can feed it to her. Oh boy. Okay. As that happens, uh, Drix, you walk forward into the parlor car. And yep. Hey, Georgie, can I speak with you for a second? Georgie, passenger liaison, posted up in the parlor car. She's also a scoblander uh, with red hair and a beret and like a plaid skirt and a proper Ministry of Preservation dress uniform contrasted with Lord Lord Strangford's uh, wearing his fucking jacket around his shoulders like an anime character. Uh, she says, um, I, is, there a, is there a problem, Drix? Here, let, let's let's come forward into the engine real quick. We need to discuss something very... All right, uh, give me uh, just, uh, just a wee moment. Uh, Lord Strangford, uh, didn't mean to alarm you. Nothing to fash about, but um, the line bolt here, Colburn and I are just going to head over into the locomotive. Uh, it appears he has some sort of message. Uh, as you know, uh, everybody here who works on your uh, your ministry is good at their jobs. Uh, you'll be fine here uh, on your own. Lord, Lord Strangford says, I... I'll be fine here on my own. You head along. I didn't want to worry you. And Georgie yeah. says, That feels like a micro That is exactly the look on Georgie's face. Uh, she like she gets like a, a rictus like customer service smile and she turns. Drix, you are well aware. You watch as it drops from her face as you guys head towards the locomotive and she's like she like starts like inhaling through the nose and fuming a bit. Just, all right, Drix. What is it? I do not want to make your day worse, but I do. <laughs> she puts a, a hand on your shoulder. The grip is firm in a tense way, but not in like a angry at you way. She says, "You didn't need to worry about that. You are not the source of what's making this day worse. If there's a problem on the train, I'll help you solve it." Thank you for getting me out of the room. You're welcome, Georgie, but I hate to ask you. I am going to need you to go back in. All right. I assume for a particular purpose. Yep. Yep. Lord Strangford drug Jiminy. Oh. Oh. You know, I, I... When you look at a man like that, you always know. You always know mm-hmm. that he's up to something. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. He is exactly the type. I know exactly what you mean. People like that, they're just... <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Did you, know, did you know he's been asking me questions? He's been asking me questions about Lockport and such. Oh, really? I didn't grow up in Lockport. I grew up in Akeros. See, I, I, he seems like the type who's... um. How can, how can I put this lightly? Um, There's also three whole cities in Scotland. How does he know I'm not from I'm not from Arvade, huh? I think he's only heard of the one, and he really only believes that the one is uh, quote-unquote civilized enough to produce uh, a worker on... <sighs> it's the one where the lightning oil goes, so of course it's the only one he cares about. Yep, yep. He's, he's that kind of right rich bastard, so... Clearly he's up to something, but we don't know what yet. So we kind of need to figure it out. And I was thinking, 
one, you could be at our eyes and ears on the ground. And two, we could ply him with liquor in order to get that tongue slicker. You really, you really are fond of all your rhymes and, and words, eh? Eh, I mean, you know, they're fun. I, I think a good colloquialism can, you know, cut the tension in the tense moment. That's something that's right endearing about you. Oh, thank you. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll see how much uh, champagne interests him and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he won't mind hanging out with his wee lassie. He's been calling me his wee lassie, by the way. I don't, I don't appreciate. Oh him. no, I am so sorry. If you, if you, oh man, I, what can we? Mm. It would be easier if more passengers were in the parlor car, but he rented out the whole thing, so I'm, I'm essentially like, I'm a servant right now. So he rented out the whole parlor car. Hmm. I wonder if there's anything we could do about that. I'm gonna talk to Candace real quick. Georgie, thank you so much for keeping your eyes out. Just let us know, you know, send us a pneumatic message if anything goes down, or if you hear anything untoward. The more we know about what he's planning, the better off we will be able to react, because whatever it is, it ain't good. This guy's a right bastard, and if he wants to sabotage the train, it's gonna be hell for us. Oh shit, so I do something? Oh, uh, hi, Trevor. Uh, you got sorry. You guys were talking about like you guys were. T- <laughs> you guys started like talking about stuff that was kind of out of my depth, and so, <laughs> and so I thought I'd sit here and like keep reading a magazine. But like, you think he's gonna come up here? I don't. <laughs> if he beats my, I'll fold. Have you seen him? <laughs> that man's jacked. What does he eat? I know. I know he's. He can, he can hoist a goat, an acarosi goat. I know he's. Things jacked. are bigger in Jiminy. Trevor, Trevor, I don't think he's going to physically come up towards the front of the train. I think he's going... Again, if he does, I'm folding. <laughs> like an omelet. I, I know, I know. Look, if 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 he happens to come forward, uh, I think maybe just, you know, let your dad take care of it, if you will. <clears throat> Drix, I'm, t- I'm terribly sorry. That's a horrible idea. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. You can't even murder. You can't even murder. Minister of Preservation. Uh, no, on but, your train. Uh, fine, fine. And on top of that, on top of that, Trevor, do you think that perhaps if the Minister of Preservation sees a spirit that costs him personally, he's just gonna uh, let it go? That's a way to get Trevor's father silenced. And I, 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 I don't appreciate that. You're right. I'm sorry. Thanks a lot, George. We uh, really appreciate how you. All right, stop. <laughs> <laughs> go back into your corner. Back in your corner. Read your magazine. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll do. Don't worry about it, Trevor. He's not going to come up here and, you know, try to physically bully you. All right, if you say so. Yeah, he's going to do some more manipulative shit. And you, you'll hold him down, right? Right, wee lassie? A death stare. From, <laughs> a death stare and a very slow, like, shaking of the head <laughs> from Georgie. Puts uh, Trevor nose back into the magazine. <laughs> Are you completely unable to read a room, Trevor? All right, thanks, Georgie. Uh break i guess <laughs> you you head back into the parlor car you see already lord strangford is admiring a bottle of champagne from the champagne box ah if it isn't my wee lassie do i have you to myself again uh, he clinks two glasses she like rolls her eyes only at you Drix, and she says hey the uh situation's solved uh move along colbert uh have a good day georgie lord you as well Drix. He gets on the other side of the door and just kind of says, Man, it sounds dirty when he says it. <laughs> What's Pip doing in the dining car? 
Greta's taking care of Jiminy. Pip doesn't have a whole lot to do, but is kind of nervous. So Pip is, I think, like, really, really on edge between the fact that he is really hurting, knowing that Strangford is here, and he doesn't know if anyone here is Crowl. And then, of course, just the weird setup that we have for the dining car is basically designed for murders. So Pip is just like side-eyed and nervous. The train's moving, occasional jostling from like one of the boobs is like, oh, is he in there? <laughs> Pretty much. I think I think Andrew is trying to feed uh, Jiminy the stupid pepper, but I think she is like, Pip, you don't have to stay if you don't, if you're, ooh. It's all right. It's just, there's no real place that would be better than right here. I mean, a car without the weird murder cabins might be better. Yeah, I suppose. It's up to you. I just, I'm just saying. It's alright. Okay. And that there's like a good bump. And I think like, Pip just like visibly just like seizes up. Maybe you should just go take a load off in the crew car. I'll be honest. I don't think... I am in a fit state to be alone right now. Whatever you say. I think at that moment, Drix walks back in. That's when finally you do feel Jiminy's tongue on your your fingertips. Oh. As Jiminy's finally like, oh. oh, good boy, good boy. Jiminy like lazily looking at you with his handlebar mustache. Drix, uh, <laughs> Drix says you were like, it sounds dirty when he says it. Jiminy has the the same sleepy look as when he was eating the meat, and he's like. Oh. He starts chewing some more. <laughs> he starts like yorping more and more, uh, running all around the room. Like some, some glass or something smashes and grabs like, oh, inky hell. Oh, what's going I on? I got, hey, Jiminy, come over here. Jiminy. Jiminy's running around. Jiminy here. Look, looking at the fucking walls. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Whoops. Drix scratches behind Jiminy's ear. You touch Gotta behind. fucking catch him, yeah, yeah, you, you, you touch behind Jiminy's ear while he's looking, and he licks your arm, uh, and then he goes, yup, 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 and he starts... Oh, sweetie. <laughs> he starts running around some way, like, doing, like, tight little dog circles. Jiminy! Okay, well, uh, we have fixed the problem, so thank you, Greta. <laughs> yep, all right, um... It's <laughs> thankfully again the curse. The curse is mostly just in the spice. Nothing to worry about. Uh, the pepper drank blood, okay. but I don't think it was uh, fell incantations upon it or nothing. Well, hopefully not. Guess we'll keep an eye on him. Sorry, Jiminy, you're not gonna have a good time later. Ah, oh, that means I'm not gonna have a good time later. None of us are. All right, uh, Lineville Conference now. Thank you again, Greta. <laughs> Greta gets uh, a big dish full of water for Jiminy. You can do it in here if you'd like, but um, we're, we're outside. Where do you guys want to wanna talk? We should probably head back towards the crew car. Okay, we'll do that then. Come, come Jiminy, I'll take a thing of water. Anyone could be inside one of these murder boxes. I mean, but they can't hear us. It's true. That's the point of the murder box. <laughs> they are soundproof. Picked as the deep inhale. We could get in the murder box. Whatever you guys want. Let's 
probably fine. Don't need to go too far. And it keeps us close to the the individual that we are supposed to be keeping track of. Alright, into the murder box then, everybody. Yep. Yep, you head inside and Jimmy's like drinking more and more water. I really <laughs> wish you wouldn't phrase it like that, but alright. Drake said it first. I mean, that's what we've been calling them this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, you open it up and Kral comes out and stabs you. Damn. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just for you. Yeah, just l- let me make a new character real quick. <laughs> it's Poppin' McKeel. Poppin' McKeel, their long-lost half-sized sibling with an enormous beard. Goes this bit all has the gone way down on for too Yes, long. it has. <laughs> murder box, close behind you. You're here in the murder box. Okay, did you find anything out? Nothing specific yet, but I have Georgie, one, listening in for anything relevant, and two, getting him drunk. As a skunk. Okay, well. So, if he's going to continue to plot, he's not going to plot well when he's, you know, sauced off his ass. And two, anything his lips loosen enough to say, Georgie will be able to report back to us in through the pneumatic tube system. I'm just hoping that, you know, he didn't make the plans in advance because it kind of diminishes his, his plotting. That's true, but he might end up talking about him if he's drunk that way. So... I think it comes down to how good he is at holding his cards. Okay, uh, well, what should we be doing in the meantime, you think? (sighs) Well, we can either wait for the plot to come to us, or we can try and unravel it before it happens. The first one is probably better, but I don't really know where to start. You do have held insight. Yeah, I know. What do we know so far? We know that he was not seen with his bodyguard. But that does not necessarily mean that he was here alone. Mm-hmm. Can I, I'll burn a question. What is Lord Strangford really feeling and what does he want? We know that Crowell works for Strangford. And we know that Strangford drugged Jiminy. Jiminy's primary use as a ghost hunting dork is Jiminy sniffed out Crowell in the first place. So I think in your minds that all but confirms that Crowell is indeed on the train. Mm. and that he took steps to eliminate what thwarted Crowell last time. All right, I'll relay that. I guess once Jiminy's calmed down, we can put him back to work. Yeah. How do we want to approach this? Because if Jiminy can sniff Crowell out, then we're still going to have to fight Crowell. I mean, we'll fight Crowell. But shouldn't we, you know, try and make a home field advantage, figure out how we can set a trap? Like, turn the trap on its head. He wants to be able to surprise us, but we've got our thwarting of that element of surprise back, so maybe it's time to plan a surprise of our own. I like the idea. I'm not really sure how to enact that. Maybe with Candace's help? Some kind of inspection or something. Some kind of inspection or something. Get Have people parade by one by one so we can figure out which one is possessed. The difficult thing here is he had to go through the passenger car before he even got to Lord Strangford. So if it was one of the passengers, wouldn't he have already known? That's actually a very good point. Unless Crowell came to him. I'll remind you of uh, something that you all heard. So at the club, Quench Your Thirst, the thing you were warned about is that people have been, people have been smuggling ghosts by having them possess them. Interesting. So they've... So they might be together. 
Wouldn't Jiminy have still picked that up, though? He picked it up with the lady. Yeah. So it's not a passenger. When was Jiminy's ability compromised? I mean, when he ran into Lord Strangford, but, like, I, I, I know what you're getting at, which is that Lord Strangford, and, you know, if you're getting at it, you're the DM, I should probably just go with it, but if, if Lord Strangford was being possessed by Crowell, then why would he have accepted treats from him in the first place? Maybe Lord Strangford gets possessed by Crowell. He hops out of Lord Strangford once they're in the parlor car. Jiminy gets paraded through the passenger car, doesn't pick anything up. Crowell has left the parlor car by the time Jiminy gets there. No, but like a key part of this is that... Do you have an insight, maybe? I Yeah, but I... Like it just what's really going on here again, I that's, suppose. That's fair. With yeah. new context. Yeah, what's really going on here? Jiminy was accepting treats, but Jiminy was just super out of it. You've seen it yourself, and other people have commented on it. Lord Strangford is a very strong and big man. I don't know if you've ever like had to force a dog to swallow a pill or something like that. Oh. It's more than likely Jiminy did pick up on it. And that's why Strangford was like, well, time to drug. Huh. And just physically overpower Jiminy. Because you, you, Andrel, are able to pick up a sleepy Jiminy. And Strangford is much bigger than you. This bastard. And Georgie didn't see it? He can be sneaky. Dork, dork gets- Not when a dog is fucking- A dork gets yappy. Oh no, sorry, minister who's really important. He's like this, oh no, don't worry. <laughs> They're there. Okay. It's not like Georgie knows Jiminy's like, that's a ghost symbols. All Georgie knows is, sorry, this dog is barking at you. Sometimes, sometimes your dog that you're like, swear up and down is nice. In the real world, swear up and down is nice. We'll start barking at somebody and you've got to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And like, hold it back. And then they're a murderer. I'm going to stop arguing with you. All right, so Kral's in Lord Strangford. Cool. What do we do about that? Well, uh... Hold on a second. You said you were giving him alcohol, trying to, like, make him unconscious. Yep. That is how we solved this last time, although I feel like Lord Strangford is probably going to be harder to pull that off with. Last time, what happened was when they reached unconsciousness... Crow came out. I don't think Lloyd Strangford is going to. I mean, unless, you know. I think if he lets Crowell out, he's going to do it on purpose. Also, Drix wasn't trying to get him unconscious. He was trying to get him to, like, say things. Hmm. I doubt Georgie would feed a customer, especially Lord Strangford, alcohol until he passed out on purpose. Unless there was a reason. It's true. So what we have is an empty room. With just Georgie and the minister in it. So if we can extract Georgie and confront the minister alone, then we do have our open battlefield. Is there something that we even want to do? I don't know. If he brought Crowell onto this train, he did it for a reason. And I have to assume that that reason is to have some sort of confrontation with you. So I feel like either we confront him or he confronts us. Yeah, I mean, Crow was given the okay to kill you fairly recently, so I don't see any other reason he could be here after you. I'm sorry, bud. If we get into a confrontation with him, we are giving him what he wants. Correct. But we can do it on our terms. 
If you have any way to not give him what he wants, I'm happy to hear it, but I don't I don't see that happening. Unless you can like get off the train and hang out in the Deathlands until we can come pick you up again. Hiding in the bathroom is not going to cut it. I think I have an idea. All right. Shoot. We've got to bait him. All right, so I'm going to drop character so I can give my explanation. So, the lightning barrier on the train will keep out or keep in ghosts. The way it's described is it's an electro field. It extends, like, past any reasonable human height so you guys can walk around on it. But uh, spirits often find themselves entangled in it from the outside. And likewise, I imagine from the inside, you could also get entangled in it. So it's, like, permeable but not with effort a spirit could enter or exit. And we do know that Kral is a deeply strong spirit, so... We do. But also, we are in motion. Mm Mm-hmm. So, here's my idea. We make it seem like there's some kind of issue with the electro field. We go up on top, or make it seem like we're up on top. That's kind of his perfect opportunity, because we're already doing things dangerous. He can just kind of come out and, like, appear to us. There's not actually an issue with the electro field. We reactivate it, lock him out, and we're already 60 miles an hour down the track. It's not the worst idea. I mean, that's assuming that he can't just grab on and get his way back in. Ghosts have very much made it into our train before, and this is like a strong, important ghost. That's true. He's a strong, important ghost. If you helped him along with a blast, probably. That is another thing. Clearing ghosts, in the truest sense, is just getting them off the train. Yeah. So, like, once you do get him out of the electro fields, he's maybe got, like, a chance to climb back on. But if you if you can blast him off again, you're past. We can kind of basically lock him in the Deathlands, and then he's probably going to starve himself out for a while. We might see him again. We'll definitely see him again. At least for this trip. We won't have to worry about it. And then Strangford can effectively do nothing, because what's he going to say? Oh yeah, my assassination attempt didn't work. Like, there's no way we can realistically hurt Strangford from our position. I don't think we can hurt Strangford, but we can hurt Crow. Exactly. We can basically, like, we can get his knife away from him. Okay, we can try it. Okay. This is this is my idea. But basically, we need to bait Crowl into coming out into a position. I feel like that's the hardest part here. I guess if we're just on the top of the train the whole time, then... Well, they could bait us back down. He could bait us back down, but basically we want to give him what looks like an opportunity of just like, oh, sweet, this is going to be easy. I don't see how just being on top of the train is that opportunity. Like, if anything, that's a more dangerous position for them to attack us in. You go on top of the train and we're going to have to turn off the electro field. So? We'll need to have a signal with the uh, the railmen to be able to turn it back on. Wait, no, but so? Why is the electro field being off advantageous to him? Because we will already be fighting ghosts up there. We'll be doing that anyway. Yeah, wouldn't we be doing that if we were on top of the train at all? And, like, I mean, maybe, I guess? We don't always instantly run into ghosts when we are. No, we don't. But that's why this is a bait. We want to make it look like we are already indisposed. Well, just going on top of the train does not do that. That's what I mean. We need to make it look like we're fighting we, we ghosts. Then we need something else here. I'll just, uh, I'll say... If you three just went, well, time to go up on top of the train, that wouldn't mean anything. 
there's more people higher up than you in this train that could perhaps give more of an air of what's happening. True. We could have we could have Candace like usher Georgie out and like proclaim just loud enough that Strangford could hear that like something is on top of the parlor car. The bulls are taking care of it. Yeah, that works. That could work. We could also see that like one of us is injured. From above the tree. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when when Candace when Candace goes to talk to Georgie, we give her the information that like one of us, me or you, has been injured, so we're not there. So it seems like it's just two of us. If you want. He's gonna the thing is he wants to go after me anyway. Exactly. So like one of us is gone and it's just you and one other person. I don't know that they'll buy it with you because they did just see you yeah. up and walking around. But if we if we want to sweeten the pot by saying I'm not there, then that's fine. Yeah, we could say that Andrew is looking after Jiminy. Yeah, that'll do. Okay. Does anyone want to chug some Mets beforehand? Yes. Now we use my last favor for a Crimson Elixir, which brings me down to 10. I'll also use... Ugh, I've got three harm and three trauma. I'll use my last favor for a violet remedy because I've already taken two horrors. Actually, how much stash converts to favor? Four to one. Okay, I'll I'll use stash then to do yeah. a crimson elixir as well. I'm low-key considering it because I'm, I'm at nine trauma and I'm like, hmm, going into a battle with Kral, that might be too much. I mean, the trauma will probably be mostly... Pip related. Yep. <laughs> How much do you care about Pip? Especially give a current. Oh, it's cool. I'm mad at you. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. We're fine. That doesn't. I don't think that'll help you. But <laughs> it's not going to help me at all. I know. Let's let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. You're able to uh, get some things from uh, the Claremont in the passenger car. Everything all right? How how are you all holding up? Bad. Could be better. It's a real hard one, actually. Yeah, this sucks. I'm gotta say, I'm not a fan of all this. I understand. Remedy will help. The elixir will help your wounds and such. But you know, if you separate from that and on this train, you know, if if you ever want to talk when we're when we're in town or something, I'm here. There is more than we could explain in a single session. Well, I guess multiple sessions. I, I appreciate that. It is uh, not relevant right now, but uh, I'll keep it in mind. All right, all right. Oh, say, uh, while you're here, don't mean to alarm you, but I do think something is happening among the passengers. I know it's not primarily your job, but any uh, casts your view from his little booth. Almost cartoonishly covered in fruit peels is the small uh, Daggerite woman with the skull. She's uh, pushed the larger uh, Daggerite woman towards the man with the the peels. Uh, And the dude with the big key is stepping in between, tapping, poking at her shoulder with a big old key. And you see a sword hands twitching on the large Daggerite woman. You're right. This is not my job. (laughs) (laughs) This is someone else's problem. This is... Yeah, this is more than we can deal with right now. We're busy. <laughs> Tell me how it goes, though. I, th- I It looks funny. <laughs> I really do hate to leave you here like this, but we, we kind of got stuff going on. Like, big I want to know if the big lady kills anyone. I should hope not. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's bad for me. <laughs> You're capable of dealing with it. Anyway, let's go. 
Yeah, so which direction are you headed? Candace? Candace. I think inform Candace of the plan. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> you push past uh, the passengers, and you overhear, <laughs> you overhear uh, yeah, the one with the big key being like, No, go ahead, go ahead, come on. Come on, what's up? What's up? What's up? You got something there? Come on! Uh, and he's poking the the big dagger woman. Sword arm still is kind of going, and the the small woman says, "Come on, Gibbon. Do you have it for decoration, or are you going to use it for me?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it looks like the big woman wants to say something, um, but then she says. I'll assume from your vow of silence that you drawing it <laughs> means that uh, means that you comply. And you swear you hear uh, the word yarrow muttered under the breath of the allegedly silent swords person uh, who draws as you guys leave and head towards the crew car. Have fun, everybody! Truly, uh, it seems like a lively passenger car. I hope you guys are having a great day. I love that there's a B-plot uh, going on this time, and that B-plot is Gideon and Harrow from the Locked Tomb series versus Keys and Peels. You mean Gibbon and Yarrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Legally distinct? Legally distinct. Look, duos. Duos versus duos. That's how it goes. <laughs> They're gonna be best friends later. I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So you pass through. Crew car. Is that everybody's heading to the office car? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think sticking together now is probably our mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. bet. Definitely. And I have come up with my passenger for next time, and it slaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the office car. And Candace says, uh, hello there. Candace, something stupid is happening. <laughs> she um takes a drag from the cigarette holder, sees that you're all suited up, Jiminy panting and yorping. And she uh, <laughs> exhales goodness. from her mouth, and she says, yeah, it looks about right. <laughs> so you, 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 we, we told you that Jiminy was drugged, right? You did it for me, yes. Who did it? Lord Strangford. <sighs> you know, I, I had a feeling, but that was kind of rough. That's that's gonna be rough. Uh, yep, yep. So you guys can't roll up on him. I know. I, I can't. There's no amount of paperwork. You can't kill him or disappear him like those church guys. I know. I know. Okay, first of all, maybe we shouldn't, like, talk about our previous crimes out loud. It's just us in here. Alleged previous crimes. Jeez. Yeah, okay. Look, we know that we can't do that, but we do have something that, well, we suspect that he smuggled a ghost onto the train, his little assassin. The crowd, you you remember from before, with the other preservation lady. Yeah, the, the scoundrelly one. It's the one. Well, we have something that crowd wants. Hey, It's for you. Yeah. All right. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> well, you do know. <laughs> when we left Thorn, you kind of asked not to know anything else, and one of the things that you had asked to omit at that point was that Kral had come and had announced that he had the order that he was allowed to kill Pip. So. Ah. All right, then. You're definitely in trouble now, baby boy. Yep. What is- Okay, I- What's happening? I'm not questioning it. <laughs> I am! She smiles back. She says, Pip and McKeel, you stupid, stupid. <laughs> okay, stay oh. on topic! <laughs> you stupid, stupid man. All right, what do you need from me? 
we need you to deliver some false information uh, in a way that appears like you are trying to hide it. All right. Uh, <laughs> I guess. What's uh, What's the false information? That we're on top of the train fighting some ghosts. Well, Drix and Pip are. I'm injured. Um, and Jiminy is still drugged. And they are on top of the train and vulnerable to attack. Uh, okay, so two strength for it. I need to get that going, uh, I guess, like, uh, on top of the parlor car, because otherwise, why would he need to know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It'll be just be like with the other ministry guys, where we'll be like, hey, don't worry, we're sending people up there. Yep. Maybe the fight started further back, and that's why you're not going up the hatch there. You're, you're, you're coming to it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm, it's it's formulating in my mind. <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, gesturing with the cigarette holder, like, okay, okay. <laughs> don't, don't tell them the part about Andrew being indisposed. Whisper it loudly enough that he can hear to, uh, to Georgie. Just get the ghost onto the top of the train. That's it. This was much easier to explain than it was for me to come up with. Yeah, that's the way things go. Yeah. All right, all right. Where will you guys actually be? We will be on top of the parlor car, but we will be waiting. All right, you won't be fighting a ghost. You'll be... Okay. We will be fighting a ghost. Once he gets up there. Andrew, maybe you should lie and wait on the locomotive. That way you could surprise attack him. Sure. With Jiminy, you should be able to get there in no time anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'm going. <laughs> it should be the regular like passenger car. Otherwise, he'd hear the extra sets of footsteps. I'm going. <laughs> but we're overthinking this. It's fucking absolutely. This okay. table's okay. to want to die. Can I start to head out. Yep. Yeah, you head out. The hatch door closes behind you. Jiminy's not with you. Fucking shit! Uh. <laughs> when did we lose him? I swear he was here the entire time. He was there in the office car. Jimmy, <laughs> duck back into the office car. You open up the office car, and there is the click of a revolver as you see Jiminy kicked against the wall with a bit of uh, Candace's clothes in his teeth. Candace herself is pointing the revolver at you, and she says, um, You know, I really should have given you more credit, baby boy. Well, crumbs. Ah, I fucking shit. told you. I fucking told you he wasn't in Lord Strangford. I fucking told you. And we'll uh, we'll <laughs> deal with this next time I, on Ghost on a Train. I fucking told you. Yeah, no, it, we should have caught the baby boys. I don't know if you, yeah, baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> I told you that was weird too. You thought it was a flirty thing though. Pride of Duskwall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Edited by Greg Corobus, with Creative Commons Zero Sounds from freesound.org. And additional sound design by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, aka Drix, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel, badge name McKeel, played by me, Guys Wipeout. 
and I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. So I have a question that is bit related. How many cities have we been through? Is is are we going into our seventeenth? Oh gosh, I, I I I have to look at the map. I asked because, like you know, something weird and drippy dragging someone up into the ceiling just feels awful. Like welcome, that is a half-life yeah, reference. Is a half-life yeah. reference. Welcome to City Seventeen. <laughs> don't check. Don't check. <laughs> I was curious. <laughs> don't check. I'll I'll I'll, I feel I'll update like that map. I swear, Twitter to seventeen. Oh, no. Hey, yeah. Twitter. No I'll update the map. I swear. There's no way we've been Relax, actually Twitter. seventeen cities. It's that one college humorous guy. <laughs> uh, I'll 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 link it after. Please, please, excellent. Please do, listener. If you know the one college humor sketch. Drop in the leave leave a review. No, it. like I'll Greg can tweet it if he wants when we're like I know what the sketch is. I was trying to fish for more reviews, so uh, let's get them reviews. It does really help though. Get them reviews. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, it does really help. Apple Podcast. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours, 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 yours. yours. Faustian Nonsense thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours.